don't understand, do you? Hey, man, don't you realize not for us to make this thing work, man? We've got to get rid of the pimps and the pushers and the prostitutes and then start all over again clean. Hey, look, nobody's pushing me anyway, okay? I mean, not you, not the cops, nobody, man. I mean, you want to get rid of the pushers, I'll help you. But don't send your people after me. Oh, come on, John. Can't you see that we can't get rid of one without getting rid of the other? We got to come down on both of them at the same time in order for this whole thing to work for the people. Hey, look, nobody's closing me out of my business. Thank you for joining us once again. I'm Jabril Rashad. Welcome to Black Vocracy, episode 13. Today I want to cover something uh, in retrospect that happened a few weeks ago. Uh, we saw the undermining of what I call the United States contract. And most of you will refer to it as the United States Constitution. I wanted to talk about the things prior to that and the things that led up to today's election and the inauguration and how we should see some of these things on a higher level than what we sometime are used to seeing on just a flat level and in order to get up to what I'm talking about it's important that you leave your emotions on the sideline and start looking at this thing intellectually okay so I want to cover something titled today the wizard of oz and its inauguration the wizard of oz and its inauguration you know back in 1939 there was a movie titled the wizard of oz and it was a story of a little girl named dorothy who was taken up in a whirlwind storm her and her dog named toto and she met three individuals on the way to see the wizard and we know at the end of that story the wizard turned out to be nothing but a man an illusion a puppeteer a masterful puppeteer and that's what I want to get in today because I think a lot of what we have been looking at over the past course of a few months has been nothing but the wizard of Oz just as you can read between the gory lines in the newspaper on any given day in America, you can discover clues and truths slipped in by the powers that be. And if you look hard enough as to what is really happening, what is really going on, such notice can also be found in somewhat light affair. And you will see these things even in movies. And if you've been listening to this podcast, I stated previously uh, regarding uh, such movies like the Black Panther. These are storytelling. They're telling you things and putting things in movies and using symbolisms to tell you about what's going on in society. So today I want to cover this particular movie, The Wizard of Oz, and hopefully you can see how this relates to what is really going on in today's America. So now let's recap this movie uh, called The Wizard of Oz. Again, the story centers around a young lady by the name of Dorothy in the rural city of Kansas. And she's on a journey uh, to find her way back home. Supplanted on unfamiliar land. Okay. That's just kind of sound familiar for most African-American people. This journey that she's on is on unfamiliar land. 
course, we know we was brought over here, our ancestors, on these slave ships and find ourselves on unfamiliar land. And on this unfamiliar land, Dorothy, she meets up with three interesting characters. The Scarecrow, the Lion, and the Tin Man. Now, the first one, the Scarecrow, is a man of straw. He's a front. Okay? And he identified his straw man persona for Dorothy. Remember when he said, some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. Let me repeat that. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. And of course, I'm not bright about doing things. This is his persona. No brains and he's not bright about doing things. And then he recites the classic song, If I Only Had a Brain. He argued that he would be able to unravel every riddle for every individual in trouble or in pain. So he's talking about breaking in a conundrum if he only had a brain. Now, when we look out into society, I see a lot of people doing a lot of talking without a brain. And what's being placed before them, this illusion in this wizard of ours, they cannot break the conundrum. They cannot break the riddle as it was in Egypt. You know, in Egypt time, they had them standing at the back of the pyramid. And the only way you can advance if you was able to crack or decode the riddle. So now here's the illusion in 2021. A lot of people have a scarecrow mentality. They do a whole lot of talking. A whole lot of talking without having brains. Today, in light of what's going on, we would translate this as once one discovers that he has this existence, this straw man existence, all political and legal mysteries I don't care how complex they are. I don't care how confusion they, they may be or resolved. Once you know that man still exists. Okay. Now, the second interesting character on this road was called the Tin Man. T-I-N. And listen to the name carefully. Tin Man. You know, the Tin Man can be also an acronym. This T-I-N can also be an acronym for taxpayer identification number. And this is one of the reasons why we have to pay our taxes. As I covered last week regarding the upcoming tax season. And I gave uh, a couple of uh, landmark supreme cases regarding Tax season. What is taxable income? Because taxes was once an un unconstitutional thing. But here we have in the Wizard of Oz, the Tin Man. And the Tin Man is a hollow creature, a creature of metal. Used as a vessel or a vehicle in this new uh, commercial system, if you will. And just like the Scarecrow, the Tin Man had no brain, 
But what else did he not have? A heart. You think government cares about you uh, uh, having an operation last week and uh, or losing your job or whatever the case may be? No, nah, they still want their pound of flesh. They still want to be paid. Okay? So the tin man is, he's a metal creature with no heart. And he represents the mechanical and heartless aspect. And did you know that one of the different the definitions for tin in Webster Dictionary is counterfeit? Yeah. <laughs> one of the definitions for tin is counterfeit. So it seems like the American people have been duped, if you ask me, by counterfeit policies, counterfeit written laws, right, that does not equal across the board. It seems like every time you get started, the goalposts are being moved. Or every time you get a bright idea, it's being relegated to something else, something smaller to make you feel inferior. The tin man represented the mechanical and harder aspect of what this nation is now suffering. No brain and no heart. It's just like when the mafia used to say it's nothing personal, it's just business. It's just business. And in, the, and in his hand, he carried an axe. Right. And that acts represented. Really, the acts represent taxes. It's a play on the word tax. And that's what they do. They chop you down. They don't care about nothing else. They keep chopping and keep chopping and keep chopping. And, you know, I read something last week that was so interested on the last podcast regarding the taxes, how they tax, you know, everything that we do. There's a tax for it. And I read the uh, poem that went something like this. We tax his pay. We tax his play. Even tax his time of day. We tax his shirt and tax his coat. Tax his car and tax his boat. We tax his food and tax his drink. Tax him good so he don't think. We tax his house, tax his chair. By taxing his comb, we take his hair. By taxing his pills, we tax his health. With taxes on taxes, we steal his wealth. And when he's sick, we'll tax his bed. Tax him till he's good and dead. Then we'll place upon his tomb, taxes drove me to my doom. But after he's gone, we won't relax. We'll steal his kid's home with an inheritance tax. So that's your tin man, the heartless people. The heartless tin man, the character acts. Now, the third character that Dorothy met was the cowardly lion or so-called king of beasts. And as the most feared of all animals in the jungle, this lion was lacking what? Carriage. Carriage. This should tell you something. When I'm talking about these animals, I'm talking about a people that lack carriage. 
And once we understand who we really are, that God made us the custodians over all creation, not some creation, all creation, then perhaps we can get our carriage back. So the lion is symbolic of the once fearless American people who have since lost their carriage, in my estimation. And when we see certain things happening, I don't right side or left side. I'm not interested in political uh, apathets. I'm apolitical, if you will, because as I've often stated, I'm not looking for a democracy. I'm looking for a black democracy. I'm tired of playing in the sandbox. I'm tired of getting dirt thrown in my eyes. I want to see. I want to see with clear vision of what's really happening, what's really going on. I want to climb the mountain the way Martin Luther King did. The way the prophets of God set up on the mountain of Olive. The way Musa, Moses went to Mount Sinai. I want to see like that. I want to have vision over the land. Yes, there's a lot of talkers out there. You know, we love to talk. But none has the courage to do anything about it. And in this just us system, believing there was justice in the courts, you probably lost some of your courage too, if you've ever been through this court system. Because the why? Why do I say that? Because the field is unleveled. The field is not equal, it's unleveled. Especially when you're dealing with the Wizard of Oz illusionary if you will so now after Dorothy and her three companions made their way to the Wizard of Oz they had learned that they had to go see the wizard and to find the wizard they had to just follow what the yellow brick road <laughs> and isn't that interesting just a little sidebar all one has to do is follow the trail of the yellow brick road and you will find where the gold leads to and why we're using the Federal Reserve notes. That's just a sidebar, uh, uh, as they say, a hint to the wise. Now, in the beginning of the movie, the wizard was represented by the traveling mystic called Professor Marvel, if you recall. Whom Dorothy encountered when she in uh, total had uh, ran away. And on this little caravan that he had, he had a shingle, like a macabre, a shingle, and it touted the words acclaimed by the crown heads of Europe, past, present, and future. This all means something. This all means something. It represents something. He acclaimed, this wizard, he acclaimed by the crown heads of Europe, not Africa, not Russia, Europe, past, present, future. And you want to know why America is, is in such flux right now? We're going to go to a quick commercial break and we'll be right back in a moment. 
Do you owe back taxes to the IRS or facing being audited? Are you receiving your fair share of payment taxes that's owed to you? We at Tax2Go offer each of our clients quality service that they can depend on. Just give us a call at 972-298-1212 or log on to Tax2Go.com. Tax2Go, where you will experience tax returns prepared for less. Welcome back. Let's continue. Now, this Wizard of Oz, or this Professor Marvel, if you will, he had a human skull which was peering down from his uh, painted perch above the door uh, inside the wagon that he was, he, that he was driving. And the good professor, if you want to call him that, he began lecturing Dorothy regarding the priests of Isis and Osiris and the days of the pharaohs of Egypt. And when Dorothy and her new friends emerged from the forest, they were elated to see the Emerald City before them. Only a short jump away. They wasn't that far from Emerald City. Emerald is a green color, by the way, and I'll explain that in just a second. Emerald City. Kind of like El Dorado. When the uh, Spanish Inquisition took place, uh, they saw El Dorado, lands of riches. Just like when they came out of Europe and they saw North America. They saw land of riches. Well, Emerald City represents that. Okay, and we'll we'll go a little bit into that in just a second here. Um, then came the wicked rich of the West, right? If we remember the movie. And what was the wicked witch of the West uh, desperate for? What was it that the wicked witch of the West wanted? She wanted the ruby slippers that Dorothy was wearing. Because they held special powers that Dorothy wasn't aware of at the time. Now I want to raise a significant point here. Because in the original book, which was titled The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. And this book was published in, uh, I think like 1900. It was 39 years early before the actual movie was made. Uh, the slippers were not red. Okay, they were silver. And in the first cut of the movie, the slippers were silver, but were changed to red to be more colorful. And if you was able to speak to anyone who was still alive at that time, you may find out that the general uh, sentiment towards such thievery bordered on a second revolution. Now, with regard to the choice of ruby or red color slippers, uh, red's primary significance, at least on documents, it's like uh, the color of blood, as in flesh and blood, and symbolizes a living, breathing man or woman. Okay, so it's non-corporate or it's non-artificial. What I just gave you has to do with corporations. And there's a book titled Own Your Own Corporation by Mr. Gary Sutton. Uh, it's in one of the series of Rich Dads, Own Your Own Corporation, where he touches on some of these things regarding the corporations. And it'll tell you that whenever a corporation is formulated, you're not your corporation. Okay, we establish a corporation for one purpose and one purpose only for asset protection. Okay. So you are separate from your corporation. You, 
You establish a corporation for asset protection. So now on any occasion, the Wicked Witch of the West wanted those slippers at any cost and had to move fast before Dorothy and her crew, the Scarecrow, the Lion, and the Tin Man, could make it to Emerald City. Now this witch's tactics was to cover the countryside with poppy flowers. If you recall, they use poppies. And what is poppies? Poppies is the source of heroin, opium, and morphine. Where these three things are derived from, the poppy flower. And they use these chemical drugs to dull the senses. And this is what's going on in the United States. Physically and in the abstract influence of what they teach you to indoctrinate yourself with. The poppy language. The language that doesn't make you come alive intellectually, but the language that dull your senses to the point to where you're no morally good anymore. Everything goes. Everything is okay. You got to be politically correct. No. As I told one individual, I don't have to be politically correct. I just need to be God correct. That'll work for me. That works for me. In other words, the best way to subjugate the American people and boost the goods was to dull the senses by getting them hooked on drugs. But now, isn't this interesting? If you recall in the movie, the drugs only worked on Dorothy, the lion, and Toto. And so, yes, this drug nullified or reawakened their uh, unconsciousness and they began to get on down the yellow brick road once again heading towards Emerald City and Emerald City which is the city of green again represents the Federal Reserve notes what they call the new fiat money or money by decree and we heard the, mon the, the, little, the, little, the little munskins uh, they were singing on the glory of the wizard's creation right and what was the song that they were chanting? You're out of the woods. You're out of the dark. You're out of the light. Step into the sun. Step into the light. Keep straight ahead for the most glorious place on the face of the earth are the stars. Now this foregoing uh, jingle, if you will, is really uh, a bounce with what they call the Illuminous or Luciferian symbols and metaphors, darkness and light. I don't have time on this particular episode of the podcast to get into a bunch of that, but that's what it represents, darkness and light. So now the Wicked Witch of the West made her home in a round medieval watchtower, if you recall. And uh, it was this ancient symbol, this watchful tower, a watchtower. This symbol represented the Knights of Templar in the Freemasonry order, okay, who are given to practicing witchcraft and also credited as the originators of modern banking. The Knights Templar, you should read the, uh, the Crusades, okay, the Muslim Crusades, where the Knights Templar 
wasn't responsible, responsible for going back to the city of Jerusalem at this particular time to defeat the Muslims, uh, to bring back the cup or the chalice, if you will, that represented the drinking cup that Christ uh, drunk from. All this has its symbolic meanings uh, that, again, uh, I can't really go into a lot of at this particular time because the episode would not permit of uh, this particular episode. But hopefully in the future we'll be able to cover a little bit more of this. But meanwhile, uh, this modern baking system established around about 1099 A.D., the Wicked Witch of the West, who also wore uh, black, another color symbolizing the planet Saturn, uh, which is a play on the word Satan, actually. A sacred icon of the Knights Templar and the color of choice of judges and priests for their robes. Okay. Judges were black. Priests were black. And this is no knock on uh, judges and priests. I'm just telling you the history, uh, what it stems from. Okay. And it also represents power. So, just depend on the nature of things. It can go either way. Just depends on the nature of things. If you can make your spirit submit to the will of God, then you can use black for a good cause. But if your nature is corrupt, then black wouldn't work for you because it's going to work opposite of what is good. Okay? So this is pretty much what I'm saying in referencing the color black. Now, who was the Wicked Witch of the West? Okay, if you recall that it was a lady by the name of Amira Gooch. And she was the one that accused Dorothy's dog Toto of biting her. And remember, she came out to the farm with an order from the sheriff. Which sheriff is a play on the word Sharif. It's derived from the word Sharif. And someday you should look that word up, Sharif. Okay, you know, Robin Hood had a Sharif. That's where they get the word Sheriff from. And she was demanding that they surrender Toto into her custody. And Aunt M, Dorothy's aunt, was not immediately cooperative. And she answered Miss uh, Goats. And she told uh, Miss Goats that these allegations that Toto had bitten her was false and that total was gentle and then she stated listen to this she state she stated that total was gentle with people that is gentle i'm emphasizing this because could this be the word a play on the word gentile you hear the word gentile and gentle total this animal right Biting this wicked person was gentle with people that was gentle. And I'll say it a lot there. And I know some of you out there are scratching your head right now. But I'm specifically talking about the nature or the disposition of human beings. You want to be rough, tough, cynical. Then you may wind up getting bit. Okay. So this symbolic gesture tells us 
about the Wizard of Oz, the land in which we live in. There's a lot of Amara Goaches out there who's wicked and they don't want to be gentle. So the nature of the individual is to respond to their disposition. Now, when Miss Goats deified them to withhold Toto and go against the law, Auntie M was relegated to pushing the party line for Big Brother. She dutifully succumbed to the pressure and counseled Dorothy reluctantly. She wasn't happy about it, but Miss Goats had threatened the sewer. And so Aunt M told Dorothy, we can't go against the law. She said, I'm afraid poor Toto will have to go. And when Dorothy refused to surrender Toto, Miss Goat, she lashed out. She said, if you don't hand over that dog, I'll bring a damn suit that'll take your whole form. And that is what we find today, right? Today, you got 70%, maybe even 80% of all attorneys in the world. They reside right here in the United States of America. To be exact, and 95% of all lawsuits in the world are filed under United States jurisdiction. So you got federal or the federal government encroaching to states' rights, using their long technicals into state rights. So the Wicked Witch of the West and Miss Gulch, uh, dear friends, they represent the judge and attorneys. That's the people that she was talking about if she was going to bring suit. And the American legal system right including attorneys that run congress they are the executioners and primary henchmen for transferring all of the wealth in america from the people over to other international banks and governments the wicked witch of the west wanted the silver slippers the precious metals and her counterpart miss goods wanted to take toto and isn't that interesting? What does the word Toto mean? Let's look at the word Toto. T-O-T-O. And it means in attorney language. You would have to get a Black's Law Dictionary. Okay. Well, maybe not. Maybe you can find it in Webster as well. But this word Toto means, it's a Latin word that means everything. Like total. T-O-T-A-L. Total. Means everything. And that's what they take. Everything. When you're not complying to their rules of law, they want to take everything. Dorothy and her three companions finally made it. They made their way to the Emerald City government. Okay, that's what it represents. Again, they sought an ordinance before the wizard. And then they was taken inside and brought before the wizard. And we remember, if you recall, it was a gigantic image speaking in a loud voice behind glass. Similar to smoking mirrors, right? Speaking behind glass, smoking mirrors, like an interrogation room. Dorothy and the gang fell for the wizard's illusion, power and commands in the beginning. That's how it turned out in the beginning. But it was little Toto 
this little instinctive animal who pulled the curtain and exposed the fraud of the Wizard of Oz. So what this is telling us in a nutshell, have some instinct. Have some instinct. Use one of your five senses that God Almighty has bestowed upon you. As I heard one wise imam say, use five before five use you. Toto was using instincts. We have to trust our instincts. Don't always fall for the illusionary hand or the things that we see first. Use your instincts because you may be looking at something from right side up. And then other times you may be looking at something from upside down. So use your instincts. So now this wizard, this gigantic speaking machine, or this gigantic image speaking in a loud voice behind this glass, could very well symbolize with the advent of television the power of government speaking lies before the people by television. This media machine. And I reminded myself uh, several weeks back, I hadn't watched television, I guess it was about two weeks. And in the process of me not watching television, I had totally forgotten about COVID. Totally forgotten about COVID. And I said to myself, wow. And then and within those two weeks, I really felt free, I felt liberated. And it wasn't until I actually flicked on the television, I started hearing COVID, COVID, COVID. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm quite sure by now everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. So as we uh, begin to wrap up this episode of The Wizard of Oz and its inauguration, I want to remind you how sometimes media can program the human psyche or the human mind. I think we need to put more faith and trust upon God. Okay? So let's continue and wrap this up. Dorothy and the others soon wised up and revealed the wizard for what he was. He was a confidence man. Then, when asking the agent about helping the three individuals, when he asked the scarecrow about a brain, what did he give the scarecrow? He gave him a piece of paper, a diploma from a university. And then he cited this wizard, he cited the land of E. Pluribus Unum. This Latin word, which is Latin for one out of many. Converting the many into one new world government. Or, as it say in the dollar bill, Novus Order Sicolian. Which means new circular order. Circularism. Circular. You hear that? Circular. Sicolum. Meaning separation from church and state. This operation has nothing to do with religion. 
And that's the reason why you have certain individuals sitting in certain seats in government. No heart, just made of steel. Because this is Novus Ordum Secorum. He also proudly revealed and confessed that he was born and bred in the heart of the Western wilderness as an old Kansas man. And then this wizard turned around and gave the tin man a ticker. <laughs> which was supposed to represent a clock. But it represents time. The time in which we so-called have to do things. And finally, he gave the lion a medal. Which signified that the lion had courage. Okay, so these little trickets in the land of Oz was all a fictional world of education and courses that resides within every individual. All we have to do is turn back the hands of the time and look within ourselves. I think the international bankers did pretty well in Europe. But as the wizard pointed out, they made a killing in the western wilderness as well. With the theft of Americans' labor and John D. Rockefeller, grateful and responsive rural folk who populated the country at that time. That's who they took advantage of. So we are still in the Wizard of Oz. The only thing that's constant in the universe is change. But you cannot make this change without brains, without a heart, and definitely without courage. But however, as it was when Dorothy asked Glenda, the good witch of the North, North America, who represented honesty, good faith, and religious hope. If we can stay within these principles, we have one of the best Republican democracies that we're supposed to have on God's earth. If we can live out, as in the words of Martin Luther King, the true creed of the United States contract, then we can get to our utopia here on earth. But in order to do these things, as she told Dorothy, you don't need to be helped. You've always had the power to go back home. Meaning go back to your foundational self. The basics. You have All you have to do is click your heels three times. The three times representing truth and lending. Truth. Living out your truth. If we can do those things right there, then we can make it a better America. We won't be led by the big media machine, the things that we see that's playing out right before our very eyes. This will conclude another episode of Black Vocracy. I thank you for your time, your patience. Continue to tune in and we will continue to bring you more insightful topics and special guests in the future. And until then, as always, be safe, be plentiful, 
And most of all, keep God first. You really don't understand, do you? Hey, man, don't you realize in order for us to make this thing work, man, we've got to get rid of the pimps and the pushers and the prostitutes and then start all over again clean. Hey, look, nobody's pushing me anyway, okay? I mean, not you, not the cops, nobody, man. I mean, you want to get rid of the pushers, I'll help you. But don't send your people after me. John, can't you see that we can't get rid of one without getting rid of the other? We gotta come down on both of them at the same time in order for this whole thing to work for the people. Hey, look, nobody's closing me out of my business. 